that's right. Guess what? You are now tuned in and therefore have positioned yourself to become undeniable in your pursuit of personal, professional, and spiritual excellence. You know, I stopped for a second. Do you, do you know what that means to become undeniable? Do you know? If you don't, you are about to find out because we got a jam-packed, value-packed, undeniably value-packed show for you today. Yes. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you are already in pursuit of excellence. But if you are not, then you have definitely come to the right place. Welcome to this first guest episode of Become Undeniable. I am your mostly humble host, Brad Austin, keeping it real no matter whose feelings it hurts, while providing undeniable value every step of the way. You are here. So we got a special treat today. It's not only our first guest episode, but I decided to do to go out in style, to do it in style with not just one, but two special guests today. All right. And before we get the intros, just think about this the other day. Guys, did you know? You're probably going to learn something about me you didn't know. Did you know that I actually took me, Playa Brad, I actually took two dates to my senior prom at the same time, right? <laughs> You shaking your head? Why? I mean, come on. You don't think I'd do something like that? <laughs> it didn't end up going very well, to be honest with you. I mean, didn't end up being much of a story because I actually had to take the girls home early and go back to my house and tend to my buddy who ended up being passed out drunk on the couch. So I had to take care of him. All right. Billy, you know who you are when you see this. All right, guys, thank you so much for being here. We are about to get busy. We are about to get into some substantive value. And I'm going to go ahead and start introducing my guests because it's 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 a long time coming. First of all, I want you to want to introduce you to a good friend of mine who I've known for a very long time. His name is Bobby Clark. Bobby is a certified fitness coach. He is the founder and owner of Texas Fit 413. He coaches people with the mentality of purpose-driven fitness, not just there to take your money, not just there to give you a check-in every now and again, but to really immerse himself, and he does with his clients, guaranteed. Mind, body, soul, everything. Bobby Clark is in the house. Also uh, in the house from the Seattle area where I used to live, where I escaped from, all right, we have the absolutely 100% unequivocally unapologetic host of the Clay podcast, Justin Blair. Justin is, if did I say unapologetic already? Unapologetic. He is bold. He is brash. He is he's brave. He gets in your face with his show, but quite frankly, it's something that we need in today's day and age. His show is themed basically for Christian men, but I'm here to tell you guys, it is not just for Christian men. It is for men in general. It is for anyone who wants to become a better man. It is, I know women that listen to his show, right? Because they want to take what they learn from Justin and actually apply it and try to help their men become better men, right? So don't don't think listen to his show thinking that it's, it's only for men because that is not the case, right? Bobby, Justin, long time. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. 
Yeah, Brad, thanks for having us. Thanks for an intro, man. I think that I should take you around with me everywhere I go. That'd be nice. <laughs> you should. You should record this, right? <laughs> Put it in a little in a little pocket thing with a speaker so people don't know where it's coming from. Put it in your pocket, turn it up loud, and then just say, hey, I'm Justin, and then play it. <laughs> right? I, 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 might, I might have to consider that, yeah. You might. Keep me in your pocket. That's not a bad thing. That's what every every podcast host wants to hear. I got to tell you, as you well know. So, how you guys doing today, man? Before we get into this, let's 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 just chat for a brief second. Let's not lose the audience, of course. But um, is there anything that you guys would like to add as an intro of yourself so the audience can learn more about you very quickly? Go ahead, Justin. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll hop in. Uh, no, I, I'm just grateful to be here with you, Brad and Bobby. Uh, we've been. Actually, the three of us haven't been on a call together since I think June. So it's been a couple of months, which wow. uh, so it's just a time. So it's nice to see you, Bobby. And uh, I'm just grateful to be here. This is, uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. We always have great conversations. So the fact that we're actually pressing record on this one to share it with others, I think is uh, both fun for us, but also I think it's going to be fun for the audience too. 100%. Yeah, I second that. Um, Brad, great intro. Uh, we're excited to come together. We've This isn't our first rodeo, but it's our first rodeo recording together. So I'm just excited to see if if there's one person out there that gets um, fed or something changed in their, their hearts, then we, we've done our job. That's right, man. Well, that's the purpose of this show, right? I told you guys this when we when I was contemplating it is is empowering people with real meat, real meat and potatoes that they can take away from this episode right away and implement it in their lives and become get onto the path of becoming undeniable in their lives, right? That's what we do here. So without further ado, guys, let's, let's dive in. And, uh, it doesn't matter who answers first. Let's just, let's just roll with the conversation. All right. So piggybacking off of what I just said, um, you know, I talk about pursuing and achieving personal, professional and spiritual excellence on this show. Right. I mean, my first question for both of you is, I mean, now let's 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 shift this to the body of Christ, if you will, Christians specifically, because I know you guys have a few opinions on on what we're doing and what we're not doing. But do you think that Christians are are setting a great example to the rest of the world? And if not, what kind of example should people be seeing in us? Bobby, you want to start? Yeah, I mean. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a tough question, you know, cause that's, that's putting me on, on the, on the judgment seat, but I'll just say this. Um, I think as a whole, the, 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 it starts with the heart, right? Christians, um, has to start with the heart. And if you can see by their fruits, what they're doing, I'm just going to say, you know, um, for me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay in my lane and be as Christ centered as possible to, you know, Jesus says to, or Paul says to, to, to mimic me, to mimic Jesus, right. To, to, to his image in his own image. And that's what I'm trying to do every single day, just to be like Jesus. And I, I, in my Bible study this morning, I talked about, um, you know, if you just read the red letters in the Bible as your script to be a good Christian, then there you go. That's all you need is just the red letters. You don't got to go that deep, that much deeper. So for me, it's just, is I think Christian Christianity today is 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 broken um, because I think it's the word Christian has been um, uh, demonized, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, it's it's just it's in a bad it's 
it's in a bad place. And we as Christians need to step it up and really lead by example, lead through Christ. What is what does it look like to lead as a Christian soldier, as a as a true Christ follower? And right now, uh, again, not from being a judgmental standpoint, but we we're seeing a lot of a lot of woke Christians out there that are are are, are wolves in sheep's clothing, if you will. And you know, I'm not trying to call out people. I just think that it's important that we um, we sharpen each other, iron, and hold each other accountable at a higher level. So, give me a sec before I before I bring Justin in on that question. But when you say when you say that we're not doing things, I mean, what, what are, th- get, get a little specific if you would on, on these things that we can do in our daily lives that everybody can take away right now and just say, Hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm not doing that. I, I failed in that regard. I should be changing this. And and this guy that I don't know just said, just reminded me of that. Right. What, what are those, those actual actions? You know, it's as simple as this, bro. Um, it's, when you fall out of love with, with Jesus, you can tell. But if you are pursuing him and he becomes your first love, he needs to be your first love. As soon as you wake up in the morning, the first thing that you should do is praise Jesus Christ. The first thing you should do is after you've done your bodily things, get up and get into the word, right? So your pursuit is, is who you are. It's not, it is a constant pursuit of your first love. Once, and you can, you'll know, do a self-assessment is as soon as you wake up, do you put on, do you turn on social media? Do you turn on the news? What is your first thing that you do in the morning? You know? And I think that'll yeah. tell you where your first love is or where your pursuit therefore is. And to me, I'm not perfect. I'm imperfect, but what I try to do, and I know it is something that I, it has to be something um, somewhat systematically, and that's okay to do that. But the first thing that you should do is pursue Christ in all things. But as soon as you step your feet out from that bed, it should be to just run to your first love. That's good stuff, man. Justin, what are your thoughts on on whether or not we are setting a good example? I mean, would God say we're setting a good example, right? How about that? And then what kind of example should people see in us? Sure. I I think it's a fantastic question. I really appreciate what Bobby said there about not wanting to put himself in the judgment seat because realistically, most of us want to see our brothers and sisters living a Christian life, not for other people to see it, but because we know that in that true Christian life, life will feel more fulfilling. It will feel more more real, more tangible, despite what you're going through. It's not about uh, living necessarily a, a good life or to quote somebody that we may or may not all know, but this idea of your, your best life now, it, it really has nothing to do with that. Uh, the reality is if, uh, if the church, if the Christian church was consistently living the values and the principles that we are to and living a life for Jesus, if Jesus was our first love collectively, we look different. Uh, we would sound different, but that doesn't mean that we'll be accepted by the world. The, the truth is, Brad, you hit it. We're, we're not going to be, and we know that. Um, we know that, that uh, I mean, very clearly uh, to, to speak of red letters, uh, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible is John 15. And the last part of that is, uh, keep in mind, if the world hates you, it hated me first. And mm. uh, that's Jesus sharing with the disciples as he, literally hours before he's going to be hung up on a cross. 
So as, as, as we take all that into to account, uh, we, don't, we don't need to and we don't want to beat up on Christianity. We don't want to beat up on the church. Uh, I sitting here, the whole podcast, everything, our conversations that we've had in the past, uh, none of that is ever meant to beat up on, but rather be iron sharpening iron so that we can, we can be better. Uh, the thing that I, I think we, we miss a lot is just this idea of a steady, uh, steady progress, not getting prog- progressive, right? Uh, but, mm. but just making progress in our, our day-to-day life uh, from one day to the next. Getting up in the morning, I, I, I love what, what Bobby pointed out. Who's your first love? What are you running to first thing in the morning? Is it the apps on your phone or are you opening up the word? right what 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 is it that's guiding your day uh, you can tell that by your habits so uh yeah i mean i, I think there's a, a lot of things that we collectively as christians could be doing better sure but we are not going to change that all as, as one giant group it's going to be coming down to the individual and my hope is that as individuals hear this that they are, are turned to and want to fall in love with jesus every day like bobby pointed out awesome Amen. yeah man the world hates the world will hate you. The world hates you, right? Ain't that the truth? If we ain't seeing that now, then we ain't never gonna see it. Our eyes are shut. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well and I mean to, to that same that same effect, right? Like Christianity has this, this reputation of, of being um of of being uh, easy to get along with in some ways. You know, you don't want to rock the boat, you want to just kind of blend in and, and fit in. And that's, it's, it's hard to read anything in scripture and, and see that yeah. at all. And then, and then, so, so that's the issue. A lot of people live are living this life as though it's the only life that they have to live. And so when our worldview says something completely different than that, completely different than that, then you, you know, there's going to be opposition right away, but remove, remove the idea of good and evil from the conversation anyway. If you're living a life one way and your life and your worldview is in opposition to somebody else's, then there's going to be conflict because nobody wants to be told that they're not living life the, the right way. And okay, so what is that? So that's where the, the conversation comes down to is, 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 as Christians, are we, are we demonstrating what it actually means to live a life for Jesus? Or are we just trying to like live this life that's good and complacent and fits in and doesn't rock the boat in society? Are we just uh, that? That's I think I think that's where the conversation ultimately has to come down to for each person, uh, each individual. Does your life reflect somebody who loves Jesus, who is living life for Him, or are you living a life to to get along with your neighbors because you're afraid that they might not like you as much if you if you demonstrate your values? So, right. Yes. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how many people, when they've when they've decided to come to faith and to accept Christ, whether it's at the front, at the front of the church or with a friend at a coffee shop, I wonder how many of them would still push forward if that friend or that pastor stopped them and said, Hey, wait a second. You have to know the world is going to hate you for this decision. The world is going to persecute you for this decision, right? You are going to experience trials because of this decision right now. Still want to go, right? I wonder how many people would turn away, how many would, would still continue, right? That's, a, that's actually a good point. And I think that's the problem with Christianity a little bit today is, is that um, they think Christianity is the easy button. It's the prosperity. If I, mm-hmm. if I go to Christ, I will, I will have all of these things, these riches of the world, because I'm now a Christ follower. And I, I've got news for you. you. You may not get healed. You may not have a lot of money. 
but what you will have is eternal life. And that's the message of true salvation. I think the, the, the problem is, is that, again, the church today has trying to bring people in almost to the fact that, hey, if you do this, you'll get this. Um, that is that is not Christianity. Dangling that carrot, huh? Yeah, and that and that's and again, that's false promises, and that will that, that's what lets people down because they have this expectation yes. of something mm. tangible that they get if they give of themselves, and that is not to me the most tangible thing of salvation is eternal life, is that relationship with Jesus, and it's and that's the that's what's that's the message that has been lost in the church today. And that's the, that's the, I think Justin and I and Brad, this is where our heart is so heavy for is because we understand being in the ministry that we hear this message all the time. And then we see this. And again, I'm going to get a little controversial, but that's what I do. Um, we see there's two reasons why church grow, church is growing today. Okay. Number one is because the prosperity gospel, because that is, uh, Satan's playground to dangle that. So it's growth because of demonic um, uh, in, entanglement, if you will. And mm. then the other one is speaking the truth. There's two polar opposites. Why, why? But here's the thing. It's a slow growth with truth, and it's a fast, vast gro- growth mm-hmm. with prosperity, wellness, all these things. And, and that's scary, to be honest with you, because that is the lukewarm church of today. And that is a lot. And again, we'll get into the blood. And again, this is why Justin and I and and you, Brad, are so passionate about this is because not from a condemnation standpoint, but man, this is, this is your soul guys. This is, we don't want to mislead anyone to hell. I'm sorry. We want to bring people, everyone. And I, I had this conversation with my Bible study this morning. I don't care if you're a Democrat. We, I don't agree with you. I don't want you to go to hell. You know, I don't care if you're a, a Mormon or a, a, a so-called Christian that you're just speaking it, but you're not living it. I don't want you to go to hell. And I'm no better. I'm, I'm imperfect, but I know where I fall. And I know that I go right to Christ, that I live everything for him. And, and, and because of the amazing, amazing Holy Spirit conviction that, that completely leads me, I'm able to, you know, just continue to just fight the good fight. Well, uh, those are, those are definitely things that, that we need to continue to do or we need to do, or, or actually always strive to keep doing better with, right. Even as, as who we are and, and what we believe. Um, but a few things that you guys both said kind of transitioned me pretty perfectly into this next question. All right. And, I mean, let's face it. I mean, everybody wants a comfortable life. All right. I mean, and it seems like we've all, we've all basically conformed to the common practice of avoiding discomfort at all costs. Right. I experienced that big time when I lived in the Seattle area. I mean, people up there, I mean, Florida is totally different, man. And And that's a whole separate show that I might throw out there, but it is totally different. The people are totally different. And I'm not hacking on anybody, but the truth is it, it is very passive aggressive up there. It is very, people are very tuned into themselves only. They don't, you know, this is generalizing of course, but nobody wants to say anything that might offend and it's heightened up there. It's, it's crazy. But 
now, you know, wanting to live a comfortable life, I'm very guilty of that. Uh, even in the pa- up to the past couple of months where, I mean, I will set up my morning routine and put things in place so I, so I don't have to experience the discomfort of going to the cabinet and finding it and pulling it out. You know what I mean? That's, that's crazy. That's stupid, you know, <laughs> but that's what I would do. And then I became decided that I was being led to become comfortable with, with the uncomfortable. And here I am sitting with you guys hosting a podcast. All right. So that's another thing for another time. But, you know, we all want to live comfortable lives. Now, many would say to you, I mean, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with wanting to live a comfortable life? You only get one, right? Why shouldn't we strive for a comfortable life? Why shouldn't we strive for a comfortable life? Justin, what's your response? Uh, oh, man. <laughs> so Did I, I open up the can? <laughs> well, yeah. So I think that setting up, uh, setting yourself up, setting things out for yourself, Brad, I, th- I think that's probably more strategic than, than comfortable, but I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you beat yourself up for that one. You're too kind. <laughs> no, man. Uh, co- comfort having comfort finding comfort uh finding comfort in 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 things it's all it's all built in uh, a, a lie that, that that the world's going to continue to tell that that this is going to fulfill you it's going to make you happy now i'm not going to say that I, I like i i enjoy the comfortable seat on the couch with a blanket you know watching a movie from time to time with with my wife like that's that's comfort but living a life trying to build it so that you are uh, setting yourself up for all of these comforts and, and trying to uh, build this, this padded, easygoing uh, life without, uh, without conflict, without, uh, without uh, resistance. Uh, I mean, I, this is, I mean, well, the three of us, we, we all work out. I recently hit a new PR in the gym. That didn't, ha- that, that, that didn't happen from me uh, just walking in one day and, and, and choosing uh, a comfort in the gym. No, it actually happened over months of resistance training to get to a a, a new PR that I've been trying to hit for a long time. So 100%. Uh, that right there, it's 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 consistently pursuing and consistently choosing the path of resistance. Uh, I'm not saying that we need to make everything hard for ourselves. And so I think that's where people get all twisted and get all confused. It's not it's not about making it hard for yourself, but it's about being willing to choose the hard path, knowing that that's going to lead to the honestly the better result most of the time. It's uh, comforts are, are often less than what is the better result from what you could be doing. So as, as you are uh, sharing this message with those that are looking for personal excellence in their life, anybody who's actually pursuing personal excellence in your life knows that if you choose the comfortable path, you're not going to get there. You That's will right. not get there. Comfort often is synonymous with easy mm-hmm. and, and the easy path. It just it isn't going to get you there. Jesus actually warns us the easy path is going to lead to destruction. That's right. And, and Bobby brought it up when we talked about that last question there. Following Jesus is, is not easy. It, it, it isn't. It's, it's not easy and it's not meant to be. Uh, Jesus didn't say so. He actually warned his disciples, his uh, first disciples, hey, you're, you're going to die. And 11 out of the original 12, all di- well, I mean, we can go into that and who, who died when. But I mean, uh, death, death was, was, was the result. I mean, we could talk about Peter all, all day and, and, and Jesus' conversations with Peter multiple times. Mm-hmm. At, one point, at one point, Jesus even goes, hey, are you, 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 still, you still want to follow me? And Peter goes, well, where, where else would we go? Where else would I go? Like, there's, there's, so, there, there's so much just, just tangible uh, nature and, and so spinning back to our, our, our faith that 
you you look at uh, uh, life and these comfortable decisions and, and it's almost uh, you could almost just say like hey if you have a choice between an easy path and a hard path just choose the hard path just do it you're going to be better for it you're going to be better for it and again that does not mean that you need to make life intentionally difficult on yourself that's not what that means what it, what it means is that the world is selling you something else the world is selling you the easy complacent path uh, the world is selling you the easiest way to be controlled by other people. That is what the mm. world is selling you. And, and if you continue to choose that, if you continue to live that way, then that's that's who you're going to be. You're going to be easy to control, easy to manipulate, and absolutely worthless to society. That, that is what you're going to be. And that's but, regardless of your worldview, regardless of where you're coming from. But, but dude, I mean, that means I got to get off the couch. That means yeah. I got to turn off Netflix. Yep. That means I got I to gotta, I gotta stop streaming. Yep. Absolutely. It does. It, it, it does. And, and, and I, I, I'm, I'm sitting here telling you right now. So in, in my family, we don't even have a TV hung up on the wall. Wow. Love it. Uh, people, a lot of people think that's absolutely crazy. We don't, we don't have, uh, and, and I'm not saying this because everybody that's listening to this needs to get their TV off the wall, but we don't. We pull the TV out to watch movies sometimes as a family. I have a Atomic two and a half habits. year old son. I love it. What was that, Bobby? Atomic Habits. Take it away. Yes. So it doesn't, it's not easy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. If it sits out there, it's easier to watch. It's easier to go to every time. Mm-hmm. We don't have cable. We don't have a constant. You can't just turn on the TV when it is plugged in and just start watching something. You have to be intentional with what you choose to watch. Yep. So, I mean, that's and, and that's why we, we did that. We did that because we just didn't want to raise our family. My wife and I, we talked about this uh, a long time ago when we first got married and we were first moved in together. Hey, this is not going to be the focal point of our house. This is not going to be the focal point of our relationship or our conversation. So we removed it. Yeah, some people think that's weird. And I, I'm sorry. I think it's weird that uh, when you get home at night, you go and uh, you sit down from the TV and you watch TV for three hours. I think that's weird. Yep. I think it's insane that the average human in the United States of America spends eight plus hours glued to a screen every single day. I think wow. that is absolutely asinine. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, but we do it. Yep. Wow. Why? I mean, can you imagine what can get done get done in three hours, five hours, eight hours? What what could you you know? I mean, what kind of value could you be producing to everybody else in that time? Yeah, I give mean, up give up fifteen minutes, see what happens. Yeah, right. start small. Open your Bible right. for five minutes. That's it. Right. Grab grab a book. Grab Atomic Habits. That is a great book by James Clear. Fantastic right. book. Grab that. Read that. Like do something. But for crying out loud, what what do you what do you think that you are purchasing when you sit there? Uh, you're, you're purchasing a, a comfortable, complacent life. It's going to do and result in nothing sitting there in front of your the freaking TV for three plus hours or your phones or your computers. Right. Kind of like those, uh, kind of like, you know, you say you put the TV away and if you want it, you go get it. It's kind of like me with, you know, all the ding dongs and the zingers and everything else, all the sweets that I put up way, way up in the cabinet that I've forgotten about. Bobby, why are you looking at me like that, man? I'm just waiting. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> For those of you who don't know that I actually, I don't just uh, bring people on. I, Bobby is my fitness coach and he's done a great job with me. I've lost over 30 pounds in 10 weeks and I, I got under the 190 mark today, bro. Amen. Um, that's 32 pounds down and I'm ready to hit the weights, man. You got to, you got to cut me loose. You soon. I'm We're done. Almost We're almost there. I'm, do- I'm done with this, man. <laughs> I'm done with this stripping away. <laughs> Bobby, what are your thoughts, man, on, on, Whew. Why shouldn't we strive for a comfortable life? Anything you want to add to, to what Justin said? Nothing I want to add because he just I – mean, that, that right there is the mic That drop. was pretty comprehensive, that, right? That I mean, great. Yeah. And it, the only thing I will say just from a different perspective is that um, 
we sometimes choose the uh, the bubble, if you will. You know, I'm in a I'm in a state of Texas. I'm in a bubble. Um, we we've got we're everything is still God centric. Okay, um, mm-hmm. Florida, same thing. Yep. Um, in in the Seattle area where Justin lives, it is not. And nope. kudos for Justin because for for those of you who don't know, and I'll just say it, he Justin had an opportunity to leave, and he chose to stay. You know, he chose, he, bro. He was actually contemplating leaving. They were looking at different states to move to. I had those conversations with them. Yeah, and so he chose to stay and be uncomfortable in mm. his position because he knew that he needed to to be a light in this, in that dark area. Right. And so I think sometimes we just get into a place where, uh, comfortableness can content. Uh, I use the word contentment because there's good contentment and there's good comfortable, right? There's good in those words. Like in in Justin said, it's when we use it to our, to, to puff ourselves up, to make ourselves lives easier. It's all about us, us, us. Guess what? Satan doesn't want doesn't care about you worshiping him guys he wants you to worship yourself so if he can take away anything from your relationship with jesus he will that means hours of tv that means time in the social media that time means time away from your 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 kids your spouse that's what the enemy is trying to do you know i want to be like paul when paul was suffering with beatings upon beatings and he just cries out to god and he says god take this away from me and he says, in my weakness, in your weakness, I am strong. And he says, you know what? I'm going to boast in my, in my, that I'm sore, that I'm, that, that I'm not feeling well, that I'm, I'm in a bad place. I'm going to boast because I am strong in, in your weakness, in my weakness. I am strong. You know, that's where the place we want to be as Christians. Number one is that yes, don't take the easy road because the easy road leads to destruction. And I, as a, as a, as a fitness coach, and we're all in the fitness we think discipline equals freedom. You are what people don't realize is that social media, TV, all the things that distract you from your relationship with Jesus is in slavery. Sorry. Yep. I said it. You're enslaved to that idol, which is in turn demonic. That is, it is, it is, it's just very scary. And it, anything that takes you away from your relationship or your growth, again, whether it's spiritual, physical, whatever, you've got to work at it. Those are building blocks. Just the same thing with being a new Christian. The building block to be a, a strong, wealthy, healthy Christian is continuing to read the word every day and building up. Same thing with the resistance training. You want to get better. You want to feel better. You want to continue to work out every day, build that resistance, cardiovascular, all the things, eating right, what you put in your mind, what you put in your body. That's mm-hmm. what discipline's all about. So I'm just going to yeah. add, I, I didn't, what is it to add to? It was just a, you know, just little sprinkle over the top. A little, little icing on the, on the, on the Justin cake. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I got to tell you, as you as both of you guys were speaking right there, it's, um, it, it has become fairly clear to me. We might have to have a part two of this show. It, it's just, I, I've got more and more questions. I don't know that we're going to have the time to get to them all. So we may actually have to do a part two of this, of this show. So heads up on that. Um, next question I have, and, and it doesn't matter who wants to start, but what would you guys say are the, the top, just three things, okay. That people should do right now. If they're listening to this and they have 
formulated a desire to start achieving more in life? What are three simple things they could do right now to get on that path? I like that. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby, why don't you go first? I went first on the last question. Okay. Um, I think the first thing you should always do before you start anything is get your mind right. Everything starts in the mind. If you can get your mind clear, you have a clear vision of where you want to go. That's the first thing that you should do is clear your mind, number one. And then number two should be action. You should take one step towards that, right? Because a lot of times we we have this where we want to be, where we want to go, and whatever it is that we want to achieve, we don't make we don't take any action to that. We don't and we don't see through that vision, right? So a lot of times we just say, this is what I want to do, but I don't know how we're going to get there, how I'm going to get there. And we just completely turn ourselves off. So first thing is mind, action. And then from there, it is build an altar. Let me explain what I mean by that, to build an altar. First thing is mind. Second thing is action. And the third thing is build an altar. And what I mean by build an altar is that you should always have a prayer life in every single... um, Every single action you take, every 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 move you make, I know you're going to say I'd be watching you, and no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> we all thought of it, but what I'm what I'm saying is that there's going to be obstacles in that journey to to achieve wherever you want to go, right? But if you build an altar in every single building block, God is with you the entire time, and you are sacrificing because this is what you want to do, and God is with you. But if you do this on your own, you won't achieve it. My point is, is that get your mind right, take the action, prayer. And you can put all that in different perspectives, prayer, mind, action. But either way, there's, there's, you've got to have, and maybe that's all in one, encompassing one, but that's just, that's the trichotomy of what I think you should do if you're going to try to achieve something. Right. Now, Justin, before I let you answer that quickly, um, now, again, people that are listening to this, they'll be like, well, I don't pray, man. I mean, I'm not a Christ follower. I'm not, I don't know when I'll get there. If I'll get there, you know, I, I, I don't, that, and I phrase the question as such for those who are or aren't, right? But what I'm trying to accomplish with this show, this two-part series that's probably going to happen is that I, I want people who are not followers of Christ, who are not people of faith to want to be, Right. And so everything that we're going to be talking about, I'm looking to loop back into why they should at least look into this God guy, look into this Jesus guy, right? And we're going to get to that if we can. Um, but Justin, what are what are your top three things that people should do right now if they desire to achieve more in life? Actually, yeah, yeah, Bobby, I I really love the way that you put that, man. Um, I think that mine are going to kind of come across synonymous. I think uh, first things first, you got to start with, start with why. I think you got to figure out why. So get your mind right. Why, why, why do you even want to do what you're about to do? Uh, and that, I mean, that's going to come down to a few things for you, depending on what it is you're trying to improve. I, I mean, you could be trying to improve your physical fitness and your health because you maybe, maybe you went through a bad breakup recently. Maybe your relationship is gone and you're not happy with the way you look and, and there's some redemption aspect of that. I don't know that that's necessarily a bad motivation, right? I, I think that, that that could be something that drives you for a while. I don't think that that's going to sustain you for the long term, though. And so I, I think that you, you have to be cognizant of why you're setting out to do what you're going to do and be willing to take a step back and, and really consider uh, the, the path that you're about to set on. 
And then once you have done that, once your once your mind is right, I think you you develop a plan. I I, I don't think that you need to know exactly where the path is going to go. I think you take that first step. You have an idea of what the goal is, what where you're trying to get to, but a lot of people will overanalyze and and over over plan every aspect of their life. Some people will take months to start a podcast after they start talking about it, Brad, <laughs> and go on and on and ask, and, and ask a lot of really great questions. Uh, but eventually you just have to take that first step and just start, start moving in that direction and, and, and follow that, that, that plan that you've set out or get a personal trainer or whatever that may be. Get a coach, absolutely. And start following those steps. And uh, then, uh, Hey, that's it. That's, yeah, you know, I, uh, Bobby, I, I may, 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 may need to reach out to you soon, by the way, um, get, get, get some, get some movement on some of my goals for myself, right? So you start with why, develop a plan, and then action, I, I just start, start taking steps. Amen. Don't, don't, don't sit there and wait for everything to fall into place and line up perfectly. You're not ever going to have enough time in the day to do what you think that you need to do until you start doing it. Then you realize you actually do have time in the day. Right. right. You're sitting there. There's all sorts of excuses There's all sorts of reasons not to do something for most people. Your excuses not to should actually be your reasons to. So the thing that you're telling yourself that's going to hold you back from accomplishing what it is, that's probably actually the thing that should be motivating you to go ahead and do it. So yeah. now those are uh, those are just kind of my, my initial few thoughts there. Awesome. Yeah, those are good. It is good stuff. And as I'm as I'm listening, I'm, I'm looking at my show notes here and I'm trying to determine which. <laughs> which a couple questions to ask here before we close out and, and set up the second one. Um, you know, let's just, let's just shift gears a little bit here, guys. And, and we're going to shift and I'm, I'm, I'm very well aware that this could open up with you two, especially <laughs> it could open up a, a can of very messy worms. And, you know, again, when I ask this question, it, it is not my intent to chastise anyone. It is not my intent to persecute anyone. Um, I am not in that position to judge anyone, uh, or to, or to, you know what I mean? But I am, I am, as we all are in a position to, um, to call out what I see as wrong, as, 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 as inappropriate, etc. All right. But that said, so let's go. I hate, I hate to do it. I really hate to do it, man. I, I just, but I'm going to do it. All right. So let's go back to COVID. All right. Let's go back to the scam of COVID. And yes, I already said it. I can't edit it out now. I guess I could, but I'm not going to. Um, so what I was living in the Seattle area at the time. And like, what happened? And let me explain what happened. Like, I at the time I looked at it and this is exactly what I said to myself. You guys can ask my wife, you know her. And, and, and like, I, what kind of opportunity did the church miss out on? by closing their doors during COVID, man. I mean, I got to be honest with you. I, I didn't, I didn't expect to see that as much as I did. All right. I mean, I'll be honest again. I, I, I knew this COVID stuff was BS the moment it came down. Maybe not the moment, maybe like the first week. And that was it for me. Everybody else is still being super cautious, blah, blah. I knew it was BS. I didn't know exactly how, but I knew it was crap. All right. Pretty much right away. When Fauci walked out on that podium and he spoke his first few words, God is my witness. Ask my wife. I said, you know, uh, I said, I, I'm not, I don't know about this Fauci guy. I said that that's a shyster if I've ever seen one. 
right? Little did we know how much of one he is. But let's get to the question. What, what kind of opportunity did the church miss out on during that time? Anybody? Go ahead, Justin. I said the last one. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> uh, you know, the... How much time uh, do we I'll, have, huh? I'll, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand what you're saying about part two. Um, man, you know what? The church hasn't totally missed out. The church is not uh, out of the woods, is what I would say. Um, in, in that uh, there is there's much that can still be done um, regarding our decisions that were made in the last couple of years. For my family, uh, it was about two, three weeks into the whole whole pandemic, if you will, uh, where we took a step back. We looked at the data. We made some decisions for ourselves and our family. And then we started living based on those decisions. And that was very much so counter to what the populace, especially here in the Seattle, Washington area, was doing. Uh, very much so counter. Uh, we had a lot of uh, really great productive conversations over the course of our couple of years of this, uh, this, this pandemic that some people are still trying to hold on to. Uh, and we still have conversations about it. And so that would be my my uh, my hope and, and my point here is that uh, you hear, is, uh, at least from, from me, is that uh, I I think that the, the thing that we missed out on the most was was the ability to have some really crucial conversations because fear is what took over a lot of the decision-making for, for, for people as far as who to follow and, and, and what information to accept is truth. And, and fear drove that. And, and so I, I step back and I look at it from a few different ways. You can look at it from the top down from a government perspective. And, and I think that there's a lot of wrongdoing, a lot of uh, just really insidious things that have happened and are continuing to happen and that have really grabbed the hearts of people in, in the aspect and the characteristics of fear. And then I look at it from the bottom up, from uh, those that are the furthest away from the, uh, the, the decision makers of, of, from, from government. And I look at uh, how many people gave up their ability to make decisions for themselves and gave mm. that over to somebody else. And so uh, all, all of this comes down to this idea of, of personal responsibility and accountability that, uh, that us in the church gave up as, as well by, by not even having conversations that we should have had instead it became about well how do we offend the least amount of people how do we how do we get along with the most amount of people we started taking pieces of scripture and making them uh making them prescriptive across all of our all all of god's word instead of looking at them situationally and and looking at them uh, on on a case-by-case scenario where where much of the pandemic should have been taken on a case-by-case scenario Yes, there's mandates coming down. Yes, the government is saying this. Yes, we want to be respectful. Yes, we want to set a good example of what it means to, to, uh, to abide by what authority is saying and not intentionally cause rifts. But at the same time, we need to pay attention to what the long-term effects of certain things are. And, and, and so we, we didn't do that. We got very short-sighted and very tunnel vision as to what was happening right in front of us and, and missing what was happening three, four steps down. Uh, beyond that. And so uh, I, I really think that if, if we went wrong as a collective church, then, then that was it. Now, I know of churches here in my local area that never, that never forced anybody to abide by any sort of a mandate, that did not close their doors, that kept mm-hmm. their doors open. And, 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 I, and, and, and I've made some great friends because of finding these, these churches and, and these people. And then I know some who only have recently come back to full services and uh, and still have certain 
precautions in place and 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 I love them too. I I don't think that that's setting the greatest example, and I don't think that that's setting uh, the 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 greatest uh, a picture of what it means to uh, actually uh, live your your own life and make your own decisions for our kids. And that's that's my my, my biggest concern from this whole thing. I, pandemic aside, is what is what are these long term effects going to be on the younger generation? Yes, I, I'm 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 part of a younger generation, but I'm not the youngest generation right now. I'm I just turned thirty. And I think way differently than most 20 year olds do. And I, th- and definitely way differently than anybody younger than that. But I'm having conversations with some of these, uh, young, young men and women and that are growing up in the church that are just mind blowing to me. Uh, absolutely mind blowing as to who, who the greater authority is as opposed to, uh, as opposed to their, their own, their, their own walk with Jesus. Like, I, I mean, I, that, that is, that is the biggest, uh, and the most, the, the most uh, frustrating thing for me is how quickly how quickly we gave up uh, so much mm. to, to to get really nothing in return except for a bunch of uh, rules and mandates, things that people don't actually like, people uh, th- things that we actually have pushed away and rebelled against for years and years and years, ever since, uh, well, creation. And uh, and yet we, we started asking for those things for, from people who, in my opinion, have zero right to dictate uh, what is the most healthy decision for me. When you look at the things on our shelves uh, at the stores, the things that are most cost-effective to purchase, uh, it is uh, we we buy whole uh, or we we try and buy whole organic fruits and vegetables, grass-fed, uh, grass-finished beef. I mean, we we try and buy uh, very specific things in the store. My bill at the end of my grocery shopping trip looks way different than most people, and and you know what? That's a priority in our life. But I look at this, the center of the aisle stuff and I'm looking at all this sugar and all this processed food and I'm looking at, whoa, who's providing that? And, yeah. and yes, I think a part two of this episode maybe maybe needed here because we are literally, we, we literally for two years plus years in some places gave our personal responsibility, our personal health up to the government who's been making decisions for us for a long time, who's been stocking our shelves with garbage for a long time and we're just buying into it. And it goes yeah. beyond the grocery store. It goes beyond what we consume uh, bodily. <laughs> To, uh, to everything from content to advertising to the things that they, that honestly, the things that they want you to participate in, the things that they want you to idolize in your life, it goes beyond that. Uh, we should have mandated fitness. We should have mandated a walk every day. We should have had, if, if we're going to have anybody checking up on anybody, it should be, uh, you know, how many steps are you getting today? Yep. So many people have fitness trackers. Like, well, like uh, honestly, I, I, I share my data with Fitbit. I wear a Fitbit. I know that they have my data sure take that make sure that i'm getting my steps every day hold me accountable there but i i don't need to be strapping my face on with three four masks and and going and getting shots for no reason and i'm I'm certainly not going to do that for for my kids i'm certainly not going to uh just just accept something to 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 uh with with, with no real backing uh and so i mean i again i could go i could go on and on about this and and i I know we've talked about it at agnosium in the past i'll I'll hop off the soapbox there when it comes down to the church and, and, and the question that you asked. Uh, we we for, for went, we, we, we gave up the ability to have some really critical conversations that could have been very gospel oriented, very gospel focused. We gave that up in at least here in the Pacific Northwest specifically. It was a bit different in other parts of the world, of the more free states. Um, but at, at the end of the day, we haven't, we haven't missed out on it entirely. This is still a great time to have these conversations and it always will be. And so we just have to be willing to say, Hey, you know what, what did you think about the last couple of years? You know, like what, what, what did you think? What, what was your rock during that period of time? 
and, and start the conversation there and see where it goes, whether you're in the church or outside the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, trust the institution, right? <laughs> <laughs> trust the guy in the white lab coat, trust the institution. Oh my God. See, I, okay. Yeah. A can of worms officially opened as per Justin's response there. So Bobby, um, I know we're getting close to time here and uh, I apologize for that. We, I, I, I've got so many other questions, um, but I, I do want to give a shout out really quickly to Pastor uh, Casey Treat up in the Pacific Northwest, uh, who, who was one of those guys, Justin, who did not close his doors. He said he basically told the government, come get me, right? We going to have church here, right? And so I, I still want to commend him for that. Um, he did the right thing, in my opinion. So, Bobby, what are your what kind of opportunity did the church miss out on with with when they closed their doors? Wow, that was yeah. We're going to need a part three. Um, <laughs> we we obviously are so aligned in in um, in, in in most all ways in, in everything that we we think about and and really our biblical beliefs um, where the government has us enslaved and where we've um, allowed the government to slave us. Um, and yes, uh, the biggest thing that I noticed in the beginning. And it wasn't a shock, but it was saddened to me for the church and the Christians is I don't I, I just felt like when this all came out, did we forget about the Bible? Did we forget about what Jesus warned that was going to happen? Like this was already 2000 plus years ago was going to happen. Why are why were we shocked? Number one. Right. And then and then from there, even though Jesus warned again, I talked about it from the beginning, the red letters, he said it was going to happen. This is our heavenly father (laughs) said that the famine's going to happen. Right. Wars against rumors or wars. I'm talking you're talking. I even got it right here. Nations against nations, race against race, Mm. earthquakes, famines, plagues. Guys, this isn't a shock. What shocked me is the reaction to the church, the fact that they weren't biblically sound at that time. I'm sorry. Christians went in, literally drove backwards with their butt in the air to the, to the, the, the CVS to get shots right away. The first thing the church did is shut down, open up. I mean, literally just listen, we, we, we need to, we need to shut down. The government knows better, not God, but the government, government knows Mm. more than God. They know Mm. more than Jesus. Let's just let, that's who our idol is. That's what I got to see more than anything. I got to see. And again, it was, it was scary. COVID wasn't scary. It was the reaction to what the church and the Christians did, which scared me. I'm not, I wasn't surprised about the world because they're already enslaved. We already see that, like Justin said, in, in the supermarkets and what you're in the advertisement that's already given. But the Christians, yo, what happened? Like what happened to the red letters? Why did we fall so fast? And again, to me, this is just the beginning. This is just the, like, honestly, this little COVID spell is nothing compared to what we're going to go through. Like, this is nothing. This is just a little taste of what they wanted to see how we would react. And guess what? They got it. And now the next dosage is going to come around. And now we know that there, there's going to be more. Now, with all that being said, I'm with you, Justin. I, there are There's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity to go, okay, hey, we messed up. We we made the wrong decision. We We did not 
apply what we've been preaching on for the last X years. We've not mm-hmm. been doing that. Now it's time. So guess what? You had you had a um, you got you got a strike. You missed right, but that's okay. You got two more two more two more at it. You know, and if for those of you who don't know baseball, you get three strikes and you're out. Okay, I just wanted to throw that out there. Wow. <laughs> now, hey, wow. some people just don't know. You just don't wow. know. And um, but again, just because I know we're out of time, we're getting close to shutting down. But I just wanted to, to me, the, the heartbreaking thing was is that the the church and and specific Christians and even close Christian friends of mine, I got to see the fear mongering, the fear driven. And again, it, the, the word of God, man, go to the word, use wisdom. I get it. Listen, we want to use wisdom. If, if you got a broken leg, like go, go to the emergency room. But I mean, come on. But, you know, th- but if somebody tells you that a muffin every single, a sugary muffin every single day is good for you or an egg McMuffin is good for you and you go eat that and you start getting sick and gaining weight, um, We've now got data on that, right? But here's the thing. We've got now got data on two years of a lot of this stuff that's been injected into people's bodies. We now have got data. So now it's the time to repent, get back into the truth, and then stand up for the next wave because this is just a test. Bro, you're, you're not... You are not supposed to scare people away from this show, man, <laughs> so they don't listen again. What are you doing? You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> that's why. That's why you have a balance. That's why you have Justin on here. <laughs> uh, exactly. He's the he's the buff, right? And I knew it was going to be that way. <laughs> oh, guys. All right. Here's here's the thing. We've only got a couple minutes. Guaranteed, we're going to have a part two uh, of this show. So make sure you tune in. Um, boy, I don't know that I even have enough time here with you guys. Uh, really quickly. Uh, before I do my close out here, um, Bobby, if, if, if people want to find you, follow you, consult with you on, on fitness coaching virtual or, or otherwise, if they're in your small area, like how, how would they find you? Tell everybody, shout it out. Yeah. Thank you for the plug. Um, you know, I've been in the fitness industry for 20 plus years. Um, my business is Texas fit 413. The reason why I say 413 is that I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me all things even in the bad times, all things. And so a lot of times people come to me, with, they're already defeated. And so I want to I want to give them strength through Christ. Um, that's why it's purpose-driven fitness. It, the purpose isn't to have the, the ripped abs in which you will get, but that's not, the, that's not the reason. The reason why I do this is I think I believe in mind, body, and soul to, to we talk about it already in this podcast, is to have a, the, the, the trifecta, of living a good, healthy Christian lifestyle. And that's what I bring to the table um, through through our, our uh, 90-day program. Uh, it's at TexasFit413.com. You can look me up. All my social media at symbol TexasFit413. And you can actually reach out to me via cell phone. Um, I, don't, I don't shy away from taking texts or calls. 972-339-2933. And my email is bobby at TexasFit413. And um, dot com. You know, I'm, I'm dot com. Yes. And I'm not here. Yeah, I forgot. There's more dots now. Um, and and I'm, I'm not here to uh, I'm here to lift you up and put you in a better place, hold you accountable in a, in a God loving way and to make you better and to 
so that you can reach your results. And we do this together. I'm in the trenches with you. I do this every day. I'm not. I, this is how I used to do it. I, I live it every single day. And um, and I and I, I hold myself at a very high level as well. So awesome. uh, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, the one thing I do want to stress to the audience here is that you do not you do not have to be a Christian to work with Bobby. He's not going to bring his Bible out for the first session and start beating you over the head with it. He's not going to do that. He's very respectful of everybody and their beliefs. And, you know, he, he's unapologetic in his beliefs, but he's not, that's not what the session is about. He's going to focus on your health and fitness, but he welcomes all as someone who's known him for 20 plus years. I can, I can assure you of that. So do not shy away uh, from, from that. So Justin, um, if people want to find you, um, I'm going to, again, shamelessly, whether it's a rule in podcast hosting or not, I'm going to plug other shows. I want them to get exposure. I want them to I want them to win as well. So, Justin, if they want to listen to the Clay podcast, and I suggest that you do, right, where, how do they find you, bro? Sure. The easiest way is you can go to claypodcast.com. You can uh, then click any link to get to whatever platform that uh, you want to uh, stream the podcast on. Uh, outside of that, uh, you'll be able to plug in uh, as well, newsletters and, and such. Uh, you can put drop your email address in and we'll stay uh, connected with you. Uh, Brad, thank you so much for uh, putting this together and bringing us on. I, I really enjoy this conversation. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm looking forward to, to part three. Oh, there it is. Oh, hey. The Clay yep. Podcast. <laughs> there you go. You brought it up for everyone to see that. Now you should see what the logo looks like. So there you go. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, guys, absolutely a pleasure having you here. Um, that's basically it for this episode, everyone. And it, it just, just, just come back for episode two. And and if there's an episode three, who knows? A part three, I should say, part two for sure. But make sure you come in now. It is my hope that you enjoyed it, that it brought that this episode brought you some undeniable undeniable value, things that you can take away and implement right now. If you have questions about faith, if you have questions about God, Jesus Christ himself, everything else, then we will have resources probably in the show notes for you um, that you can look at and just just go just just go look. Just take 15 minutes away from Netflix. Go just pursue a little bit. If you seek him, you will find him. All right. But you got to seek right now. These are what can produce positive changes. And um, I, I hope I hope that you'll do that now. If you didn't hear any nuggets that were undeniably valuable to you in this episode, I, it's really hard to believe, quite frankly, but hey, teach their own. Simply send me an email and I will gladly refund your money back every penny. No problem. Otherwise, pay it forward and send this show to people you know. You know, it's true, man. By, by doing this, shameless plug here, you will actually be providing them with value and actually doing them a favor, even if they don't realize it yet. That's for sure. You got to hear these two guys. They're speaking truth. And in today's world, got to have that truth, man. You got to have it. So they may hear something in this episode that actually gives them a kick in the ass to start doing something different in their lives. All right. So with that, I will say, remember this one thing. If you take nothing else from this episode, which again, I don't understand if you, how you can do that, but hey, you cannot become undeniable if you are uninformed. So bless up, mom, and I'm out.